no one would believe in your art as much as you do. No one would believe in your artwork, your product as much as you do. So to expect someone else, even your like best promoter, will believe more in your work than you do, that is not going to be a helpful mindset because it will never happen. This is Art Is, a podcast for artists, where we brainstorm the future of the art world and the creative industries. Today, I'm sharing part one of my conversation with Arvin Kamsay, a globally recognized NFT marketing expert. Arvin shares his professional story and his insights on building a solid business framework. We explore the fundamental questions all creatives should be thinking about. What value are you providing and who is your target audience? The episode is a bird's eye view of creative business practice, explaining how core business and marketing principles can be utilized across industries and how we as artists can save a lot of time and energy adopting them from the beginning. I really enjoyed speaking with Arvin and learned a lot from this discussion, so I hope you gain some valuable insights as well. Also, I would love it if you took a moment to reflect on who in your life might also benefit from listening to this podcast. When you do, please share Art Is, a podcast for artists with them, so we can continue to grow the show organically and brainstorm the future of the art world together. So at the very beginning, I had really cool people around me, really cool mentors, and they had a very amazing lifestyle. And so I always was just gravitated toward just becoming someone like them. And these were people who were like at that point making millions of dollars, you know, like cool cars, cool houses and everything, just like very cool lifestyle. And then I don't think that's a good thing for everyone to get started into any business, but that's how it got started. So I just went after the shiny things. And then soon I realized that that's not the point. You know, obviously I made money, but like the point of uh, business, I realized if you're just there for the shiny things, you can't really stay. It's really hard. And then, so that's how I started. But then along the way, I've had the coolest people like Tony Robbins' son, Jarek Robbins. He mentored me for a while and like he actually allowed me to get into seeing like, okay, what am I doing with my business? What do I want to do? And like many other people like him. And I would say like a lot of things I accomplished is because of them. And so... That's how it started. But then when it comes to NFTs, so about, I want to say in 2016, I had a really good friend of mine, Nick, and we would go, you know, bars and restaurants and everything, just hang out a lot. This guy was on his phone all the time and just, he would never tell me about what he was up to, but he was on his phone all the time. And then one day he told me like he sold everything and converted it into Bitcoins. So I didn't make much out of it, except I thought that's pretty insane a few years later i gave him a call and i was like so hey nick how's work how's everything and he's like what work i'm like what do you mean and he's like well he's completely retired doesn't need to work anymore it's just traveling around the world so to me that was a you know it's not something i would regret but i definitely was like okay if any time like I see some other opportunity like this, I'm definitely going to jump in. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to let that opportunity pass by. And then when I learned about NFTs, I could understand it really well because when I was a kid, I would play with these like soccer cards. I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's literally like an NFT. So they have rarities. On the card, it reads how many goals that player had, how many assisted, like 
how many years they've been, like how many, let's say, FIFA Cups they've gotten, blah, blah, blah. And then the coolest kids had the best cards. Like, for example, let's say Christian Ronaldo, like that would be like the coolest card to have. Just it, it had like more value. I really understood that concept when I learned about NFTs. I was like, this makes totally sense. And I, I definitely want to get into it. So then actually, I know you have a Italian background. There was an artist from Italy reached out to me and he said he has a bunch of artwork and he wanted to sell it. And it wasn't a 10,000 collection or anything that people usually have. He said, can you help? And then we sold out his entire collection, which was very small. It was like 10 or 11. But that was for me a proof of concept where I thought, okay, so everything I've learned in marketing, everything I've learned in investor relationship marketing is actually applicable to NFT marketing. And then since then, I started obviously working with a lot of NFT brands and so on and so forth. This Italian artist, what kind of work were you guys selling? Actually, he had like a lot of uh, paintings, but it was a digital art. So he had his paintings that like in the physical world, and then he turned it into digital art. It wasn't the computer generated ones. Like he actually made them himself. Now, still at the time, I was very focused on public companies. I was doing investor relationship marketing. So I didn't spend too much time understanding like his background or what his focus is or like how he creates those art. To me, that was just like, okay, some digital art. That's really cool. I like it. And at the time also, you could run Twitter ads without having to get approval for NFT ads. And so we did that with no problem. And of course, that's not the case anymore. Like you have to have an approval on all sorts of platforms to run NFT ads. But anyways, that's what I did. And that simply just taking qualified people to his page on OpenSea, people cannot do right now. I don't want anyone to go try it. But at that point, it worked out. And I think he spent like a few hundred bucks and he sold maybe like 10K, 12K. And it was awesome for him. Like he was very happy. And for me, I was like, wow, okay, so this has a future. That's so interesting. I mean, especially also how you not even knowing much about his work or his background or his focus or like his creative practice were able to bring your expertise in like traditional business marketing and apply that so seamlessly to his work and enable him to then sell all his stuff online so easily. So there are thousands of brands that I work with from whatever product that you can think of that they all have their own functionalities. I mean, there's one brand here in Vancouver, there's a cafe that you go in, you have like tea, coffee, whatever. And then at the end of it, you do some painting on their wall and then they turn it into a digital art for you. They turn it into an NFT. I guess maybe this is helpful to your audience. There are certain things that are just the same for every business for every product. So first you got to figure out, okay, what is the problem you're solving? What is the value you're providing? Maybe like art, maybe it's not solving a specific problem, but it's a value that's providing. And then, okay, who is the target for that? Who is the target? Those are important, obviously. And then where are they located? So are they on Twitter? Are they like going to a specific event? Are they just some forums? Are they like, are they all listening to pot? What's so special about them? So you can find them. And then once you figure that out, then you just going to find out, okay, how do I have a billboard? How do I have maybe digital or physical billboard where they're at, right? And then you show them what you have to offer. And if your offer is good, um, they're going to buy it. It's simple as that. Like it's not anything. I think I understand that a lot of people think, okay, my thing is just so different. I don't know how I can 
promote myself, but it's not like every, and of course, every project, every artwork is different. And I, I was telling you earlier, like I, I love art so much. I'm like, I surround myself with people who are into art all the time. Like a lot of my friends, they're artists. And of course, like on a daily basis, I'll talk to artists every day. But the concept of understanding the business side of things, when you understand, hey, like the, why people buy things, you know, whether it be it, you know, they want to solve a problem, they want to raise their status. And sometimes for artists, it's just literally just that. They want to buy a specific artwork because they believe by collecting it, they're going to raise the status that they have. And that's really valuable for them. They're willing to pay as much money as you ask them. So once people understand that, they can come up with any sort of artwork and promote it and they will be successful. I think what's so interesting about that is often when artists or creative people, when it comes to selling or marketing or showing their work to the world, it's such a precious thing that they've worked on for so long. It's so personal. They have so much ownership over it. They, they freak out and get worried about how to actually present it to the world. And so I think by using that really like regimented framework of who's the target audience, where are you going to show it to them? How are they going to see it? That really breaks it down and also separates it from it just being your like personal project. And I would encourage people to find someone else to, to do the promotions for them. I understand it. I have a I have a program, right? It's like a lot of videos and group coaching calls with NFT brands. If someone says something about this product, I get impacted. Like I may take it personally. So I understand that like really well. Like everything that you produce in the world, you've spent so much time and energy on it. You just um you don't even release it until you think it's perfect. And then someone comes in and says there's something wrong with it. It just, the whole thing just shatters. The vision that you have, everything just gets, it just, you know, it chips away. I think some people can actually wear different hats and be able to just get out of that mindset and just say, hey, like this point, I'm just a promoter. I'm not an artist now. And I'm just going to do my work. But now I'm back into artists. Now I'm going to be creative and do, do arts. But some people cannot do that. And for those people, I think they should just find someone who is believing in them. And that's very important too. You don't want to find someone who is just kind of believing in them. Like you want someone who's truly believing in their artwork. And it's just so crazy about their artwork. And th I think that's like a if you think about some NFT brands, I'll give you one example. So Frogos is an NFT brand and it's basically the shape of a frog. And it's the founder thinks they're the most handsome frogs. And then so when my sister got one, she couldn't stop talking about it for like 30 minutes. This is the kind of person you want to be your promoter, right? So it's just so excited about your project. So I've bought art myself from artists that just, you know, do commissioned work and I've noticed like what it's like when they've done all this great work. And then when it comes to selling it, it's like the weirdest feeling they have. It looks like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, okay, now I have to sell this. And like, what do I say? It's, and then they start with just saying like, you know, you can pay this, but you know, you don't have to, or like maybe you just pay whatever. And then, and then it's just like continuously, like just lowering the value of their own work versus just be like, hey, I think my artwork is so valuable, right? You know, and just say, hey, like, I'm going to stick to it. I think sometimes that's missing. And then that doesn't allow artists to just stay creative. It's just they're worried about, okay, how am I going to make money? And then they can't just continuously produce really cool artwork. So I think it's very important. 
I think this idea of getting outsourced help when it's so necessary and you're not capable yourself of doing the promotion work, creating the marketing material around your stuff, it's just, it's so valuable. And I think it falls under the umbrella of because we don't invest in that for ourselves, we then undervalue our own work. And so it's like this vicious cycle that just keeps repeating itself. And honestly, I know what that's like because I produce things, products. So I understand this really well. So if something is undervalued and instance it's perception. So it's like your perception, let's say you just try to sell it to five people. And that's like the worst thing that can happen to anyone. You haven't even showed it to the right people and you think already thinking, Maybe people don't want this. And so you shoot it to five people and then they all were like, "Eh, I don't know, or undervalue it. And then you as an artist may think, oh, my work doesn't have value. And that would just kill it. Like for some people, like they were just completely like, and I've seen this a lot of times, like where artists come to me and if they don't have the resources, they're, they have a very shaky belief on their own work. And then sometimes they just like, forget it, you know? And that's that's obviously fine, but also like from my end of things, it's sad for me to see that because then that means that artist hasn't actually discovered the way to sell it and just thinking no one wants it, right? So that's a very, it's a very important distinction for people to understand that like just because you don't know how to sell it doesn't mean people don't want it. And those two concepts get collapsed for people and then that's like just kills their creativity. Like I think... They may just be like, this is not for me. Like maybe I should just Uber or I don't know, do something else. Get into real estate. Like I've I've seen people make weird decisions like that all the time. And then I would also say on the other side of things, no one would believe in your art as much as you do. No one would believe in your artwork, your product as much as you do. So to expect someone else, even your like best promoter will believe more in your work than you do, that is not going to be a helpful mindset because it will never happen. And I have had those too. Like I, I get people coming into me and they're like, you know, we don't feel like spending money on, how about you do this for, for free? And then when we make money and then you can take a percentage. So you're telling me you don't believe in your artwork and then you want me to believe in your artwork more than you do. I don't know if it's like affirmation, if it's just like really just breathing into like what it is for you that you've chosen to be in this field to just stay with it. People who are into crypto, maybe they know that term like huddle. You just need to like actually just hold on to that belief to to just understand, be like, hey, like I've created things and I'm here for the long term just because at the beginning, maybe it's like some artists, maybe they just started. Like I met someone a few days ago. She's a photographer and she's showing me her stuff and she's like, "Uh, I think I'm okay, but I don't know if I can do this full time. I'm like, why not? So like, I have like a small following. I'm like, we'll build it. I don't have the resources. And so that could be the future of that photographer. They they just be like, well, you know, I don't have the resources. So, you know, forget it. Or they could actually do the work. They could actually find resources. They could find people who are going to help them build their following. And as many people have done and that will be their full-time thing. That will be their thing that they love to do and they do it every day. I mean, I think it really speaks also to this emerging spirit of online community that's been, to me, like one of the coolest things of discovering crypto is like seeing how connected people are about what they're passionate about. And that's something that I just 
doesn't exist in the art world right now. People mm. having community around shared passion that's boundless in terms of geography, in terms of social status, and in terms of access and wealth. And so I personally am really excited about developing more opportunity for connection online with international artists and emerging creatives, because why not? Why haven't we already been doing this? Obviously, someone wants to also do anything with their projects and they, they need an advisor, they need a uh, marketing officer. It's available on soldoutnfts.io. They can go check it out. They can also reach out to me on Twitter as well. That's ArvinKNFT. So that's A-R-V-I-N-K-N-F-T um, on Twitter. That's where I'm most responsive. Thank you for listening to Art Is, a podcast for artists. This episode, I'd like to thank Arvin Kamsay for sharing his insights and experience with us. Please leave Art Is, a podcast for artists, a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find us. You can support the work I do by subscribing wherever you listen and by donating to the show. The link to do so is in the episode description. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks so much and see you next Wednesday for the final episode of Art Is, a podcast for artists, season three.